Welcome to Wednesday's edition of Transformation Radio. In my wrestling and in my doubts, in my failures, you won't walk out. Your great love will lead me through. You are the peace in my troubled sea. Whoa, you are the peace in my troubled sea. In the silence, you won't let go. In the questions, your truth will hold. Your great love will lead me through. You are the peace in my troubled sea. Whoa, you are the peace in my troubled sea. My lighthouse, my lighthouse, shining in the darkness. to shore, safe to shore, safe to shore, safe to shore. I won't feel what tomorrow brings, with each morning I'll rise and sing, my God's love will turn our attention to the New Testament. We will finish the book of Revelation and finish reading the New Testament today. Our narrative comes from the book of Revelation, chapter 22. As I said, we'll finish the reading of Revelation 
all the way from uh, verse 1 of chapter 22 through verse 21. And let's take a a final overview as we finish the uh, book of Revelation today. The water of life is a symbol of eternal life that it describes here in Scripture. Jesus used this same image with the Samaritan woman. It pictures the fullness of life with God and the eternal blessings that come when we believe in Him and allow Him to satisfy our spiritual thirst. We'll read about the tree of life. This tree of life is like the tree of life in the Garden of Eden, back in Genesis chapter 2. After Adam and Eve sinned, they were forbidden to eat from the tree of life because they could not have eternal life as long as they were under sin's control. But because of the forgiveness of sin through the blood of Jesus, there will be no evil or sin in this city. We will be able to eat freely from the tree of life when sin's control over us is destroyed and our eternity with God is secure. We'll also read here today, the angel tells John what to do after his vision is over. Instead of sealing up what he has written, as Daniel was commanded to do, the book is to be left open so that all can read and understand. Well, Daniel's message was sealed because it was not a message for Daniel's time. But the book of Revelation was a message for John's time, and it's relevant today. As Christ's return gets closer, there is a greater polarization between God's followers and Satan's followers. We must read the book of Revelation, hear its message, and be prepared for Christ's imminent return. Revelation closes human history as Genesis opened it in paradise. But there's one distinct difference in Revelation. Evil is gone forever. Genesis describes Adam and Eve walking and talking with God. Revelation describes people worshiping God face to face. Genesis describes a garden with an evil serpent. Revelation describes a perfect city with no evil. The Garden of Eden was destroyed by sin. The paradise is recreated in the new Jerusalem. Revelation is, above all, a book of hope. It shows that no matter what happens on earth, God is in control. It promises that evil will not last forever. And it depicts the wonderful reward that's waiting for all those who believe in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. And now let's finish the reading of the New Testament with the book of Revelation here today. December 31st, the New Testament. Revelation chapter 22, verses 1 through 21. Then the angel showed me a river with the water of life, clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. It flowed down the center of the main street. On each side of the river grew a tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, with a fresh crop each month. The leaves were used for medicine to heal the nations. No longer will there be a curse upon anything, for the throne of God and of the Lamb will be there, and His servants will worship Him, and they will see His face and his name will be written on their foreheads. And there will be no night there, no need for lamps or sun, for the Lord God will shine on them, and they will reign forever and ever. Then the angel said to me, Everything you have heard and seen is trustworthy and true. The Lord God, who inspires his prophets, has sent his angel to tell his servants what will happen soon. Look, I am coming soon. Blessed are those who obey the words of prophecy written in this book. I, John, am the one who heard and saw all these things. And when I heard and saw them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed them to me. 
But he said, No, don't worship me. I am a servant of God, just like you and your brothers, the prophets, as well as all who obey what is written in this book. Worship only God. Then he instructed me, Do not seal up the prophetic words in this book, for the time is near. Let the one who is doing harm continue to do harm. Let the one who is vile continue to be vile. Let the one who is righteous continue to live righteously. Let the one who is holy continue to be holy. Look, I am coming soon, bringing my reward with me to repay all people according to their deeds. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes. They will be permitted to enter through the gates of the city and eat the fruit from the tree of life. Outside the city are the dogs, the sorcerers, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idol worshippers, and all who love to live a lie. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this message for the churches. I am both the source of David and the heir to his throne. I am the bright and morning star. The Spirit and the Bride say, Come! Let anyone who hears this say, Come! Let anyone who is thirsty come! Let anyone who desires drink freely from the water of life. And I solemnly declare to everyone who hears the words of prophecy written in this book, If anyone adds anything to what is written here, God will add to that person the plagues described in this book. And if anyone removes any of the words from this book of prophecy, God will remove that person's share in the tree of life and in the holy city that are described in this book. He who is the faithful witness to all these things says, Yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. May the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's holy people. Psalm 150, verses 1 through 6. Music and song were an integral part of Old Testament worship. David, King David, introduced music into the tabernacle and temple services. The music must have been loud and joyous, as evidenced by the list of instruments and the presence of choirs and song leaders. Music was also important in New Testament worship. How could the message be more clear? The writer here uh, was telling the individual listeners to praise God. I mean, what a fitting way to end this book of praise with direct encouragement for you and me to praise God. So let's remember to praise Him every day. In a way, the book of Psalms parallels our spiritual journey through life. It begins by presenting us with two roads, the way to life and the way to death. If we choose God's way to life, we still face both blessings and troubles, joy and grief, successes and obstacles. Through it all, God is at our side, guiding, encouraging, comforting, and caring. As the wise and faithful person's life draws to an end, it becomes clear that God's road is the right road. Well, knowing this will cause us to praise God for leading us in the right direction and for assuring us of a place in the perfect world He has in store for those who have faithfully followed Him. Psalm 150, verses 1 through 6. Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty heaven. Praise Him for His mighty works. Praise His unequaled greatness. Praise Him with the blast of the ram's horn. Praise Him with the lyre and harp. Praise Him with the tambourine and dancing. Praise Him with strings and flutes. 
Praise Him with a clash of cymbals. Praise Him with loud, clanging cymbals. Let everything that breathes sing praises to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 31, verses 25 through 31. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive, and beauty does not last. But a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. Stop your love, and you would wage a war. Try to take the very thing you gave your life for, and you would come running, tear down every wall. All the while you're shouting, my love, you're worthy of. God, you.
Today's In Touch Devotion. Today's scripture reading begins in verse 1 of Acts chapter 6. Now at this time, while the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint arose on the part of the Hellenistic Jews against the native Hebrews, because their widows were being overlooked in the daily serving of food. So the twelve summoned the congregation of disciples and said, It is not desirable for us to neglect the word of God in order to serve tables. Therefore, brethren, select from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we may put in charge of this task. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. The statement found approval with the whole congregation. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte from Antioch. And these they brought before the apostles, and after praying, they laid their hands on them. In spiritual terms, a testimony is a profession of faith in Jesus Christ. 
Yet our declaration of belief encompasses far more than simply the story we tell. Philip's example underscores that a good witness for the Lord consists of character, conduct, and conversation. Christians correctly place great emphasis on crafting a solid personal account of the Lord's work. We also talk about the ways that we can be Jesus Christ to our friends, family, and co-workers through our actions. But character is the part of every believer's testimony that underlies both Christ-like behavior and a good life story. In general, what we do and say represents the kind of person that we are on the inside. We can tell a lot about Philip's character by noticing his actions and words. From among many believers, Philip was chosen as one who was wise and full of the Holy Spirit. But he wasn't selected for an obvious ministry position. He was sent to serve food. Philip went willingly to do this task and every other job the Lord gave him, which shows his obedient spirit. We can be certain that he was a sincere and trustworthy man, because when he spoke, people listened. Philip's testimony shines forth in every way. You can't trick God into thinking your character is righteous if it isn't. Nor can you fake moral conduct or conversation with people for very long. Sooner or later, a proud, bitter, or unkind spirit yields behavior and speech contrary to the Christian message. But godly character produces real spiritual fruit.
We wanna know you got. We wanna know you got. Come like the wind, come like a fire, burning our hearts, our one desire. We wanna know you got. We wanna know you got. Hi, my name is John Maxwell, and Scott and Crystal Padilla from Casper, Wyoming. Uh, they're drilling consultants. Uh, why don't we talk about the word strength? I was with a friend recently, and uh, he told me that when his daughters were teenagers, um, he had a, a middle daughter that was very, very strong. And when the boys would come over, if he thought that he didn't like them and thought that they were a little bit interested in one of his girls, he'd bring his second daughter out, and they would arm wrestle. And he said, let my daughter arm wrestle with you. And of course, the guy realizes that you can't win on this one. If you, you know, if you beat a girl in arm wrestling, I mean, you just beat the guy's daughter. And if they beat you, I mean, hello, what kind of a wimp are you? When he told me that story, I kind of laughed. I thought it was kind of, a, I guess, a funny way of separating who you want to kind of date your daughters. But then I thought to myself, a lot of people, they have outward strength. But they don't have inward strength. And what I've discovered is that outward strength, that'll fade on you. As you grow older, you lose that. You lose some of that muscle. But inner strength, as you grow older, carefully taken care of, it gets stronger. So as you grow older, you grow stronger inwardly. And that's the strength that I hope you achieve. Singers and the teachers To string the perfect words together But every single time I have to say goodbye I wonder will this be the last time I can call myself your friend And walk away When we love We earn the right to speak the truth When we speak true We show the world we truly love I'm not I'm holding out my hand I lay it all on the line now To see God save my friend Let my life and my words be the proof I'm gonna love you with the truth
Hello, my name is Zachary Purcell. I'm from the village of Carroll, Ohio. My mother always wondered what she did wrong as a parent, but the truth is she was a perfect mom. I carried a lot of anger and resentment most of my life towards my biological father for the way he treated my mother and I. But I was later blessed with my stepdad, whom I proudly call dad. I started using drugs and alcohol around 13, and I was a full-blown addict by the time I hit high school. I dropped out my junior year, and I came back to enlist in the Army and get a college degree, but I gave all that up so I could make meth and go to jail. Until I finally took my life last year. I came here to regain, regain my relationship with God and show my family I'm serious about being clean, but now I'm staying for myself and to glorify God.
I'm face to face with the younger me does it for today's podcast make sure to tune in tomorrow for the next edition of transformation radio